Thank you guys so much for listening to the Collegian Cultivate podcast. My name is Pete, and today is February 18th. And today I have Antel Whitmer, who is running for student body president. How's it going, man? Awesome. Glad to be here. Yeah, happy Tuesday to you. It's a, it's a good day. Dude, how has it been running so far? So um, I would say it's been just as challenging as I thought it was going to be, but uh-huh. it's been well worth it. And uh, yeah, just uh, excited to keep keep rolling into the general election right now. How much time do you t- do you put into it? Honestly, I mean, it does feel like a full time job. I I haven't added up any hours by any means, but uh, um, we we definitely meet with our team members every day in one capacity or another, and um, just uh, uh, are always on top of campaigning. So it is, I guess, the most challenging part for me has been trying to k- keep up with my. Uh, academics and schoolwork, but um, um, I guess on that note, I've got tremendous faculty support and uh, teachers behind me that have have assisted me along the way too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna get back to your campaign. Yeah, but first we're gonna take it way back. Okay, where are you from? So I'm from Holton, Kansas. It's a small town north of Topeka, mm-hmm. just by about 30 miles. So it's about 75 miles uh, east of Manhattan. Um, yeah, I, I grew up there, or I moved there when I was going into sixth grade. So uh, before that, my family and myself lived down in Oswego, Kansas, which is just a, a even smaller town in southeast Kansas. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, Holton's my hometown, um, and uh, I'm very proud to be from, from it. Yeah, what was your just like upbringing and childhood like there? So I do have a, sort of a unique background. My my father was my high school principal, and oh man, yeah, it yeah. was, it it was interesting to say the least. Yeah, I had my mom taught one of my classes in sixth grade once, so that's the closest experience I have to it. It's, that's exactly what my mother did. Uh, really? So it's she, yeah, she's a middle weird. school teacher. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, a lot of people are like, I mean, at that time especially, they're like, oh, your dad's gonna give you special treatment and stuff. No, it's like the <laughs> no. exact opposite. Your eyes uh-huh. are always on you. Uh-huh. And um, I mean, I guess that's a good thing in the long run. But, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, very interesting. Parents are both teachers. Uh, my my grandpa was my was my elementary school principal and uh, music teacher. Grandmother taught me in preschool. So I I sort of came from a long line of educators. And I guess that's that's a big reason why I'm running is just because education is important to me. Mm-hmm. And um, any way I can foster that sense of opportunity in students, the way teachers have fostered that in myself, I think. Uh, would be a um, a time time well spent. Mm-hmm. So when you, what was the high school that you went to? Yeah, so Holton High School. Uh-huh. Uh, Holton's about uh, three thirty five hundred population, mm-hmm. um, and so um, yeah, Holton High School is where I graduated what, from. What was it like there? And what were you involved with a bunch of stuff there? So I was. Yeah, I I uh, y- the more the more you talk to students that come from a pretty rural background, the more it seems like they. They're involved in everything and anything, and that was certainly my experience. But I, I wouldn't trade that for the world. Uh, um, very involved in the Future Farmers of America, or National mm-hmm. FFA organization. Um, I don't come from an ag background at all, but uh, definitely was interested in the leadership skills that, that you developed in that in the organization. And uh, again, like just fell in love with learning about nature and agriculture along the way. So that was a that was a major influence of mine in high school. Um, was a three sport athlete, so I I played football, wrestling, and track all four years of high Dang. school. Yeah. Um, what was your favorite? Definitely football. Okay. Um, I, I'm not a football nut though. I don't. Like I was not an X's and O's guy, but mm. really 
fell in love with the the team building aspect of it, and I had a great coach actually. So my high school coach was Brooks Barda. He's a he he uh, graduated from K State. He was on Bill Snyder's first team, and mm. um, was just I mean you couldn't have asked for a better coach. And uh, he he won three state championships Dang. so far in his career. But uh, yeah, he's uh, he's actually the second leading tackler in in K State history. So big yeah. Um, awesome guy and uh, so definitely one of those role models for me in high school mm-hmm. what what were like some uh, some like values that you learned in high school that you carried hmm. into today if you can think of anything like that yeah um, so yeah definitely just on the issue of teachers and educators um, I think my parents really instilled a love for learning in me which mm-hmm. definitely in my time at college has, has uh, turned out to be really good just um, in terms of adaptability and, and learning new things and, and getting out of my comfort zone. But, um, yeah, a lot of, I think, a lo- I think something, I guess, personally, I only struggled with in high school, especially, I don't know if it's just an adolescent thing, was just self-doubt. And, mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah, uh, Mr. Barta, he was, he's my math instructor and football coach. And uh, I, I, like, I will never forget this one day. And he, he was actually – and I don't want to get into like too much football, but he was talking about Bill Snyder's goals for success that mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. he, he built this program on. And he started just talking about no self-limitations and, and how – and like I, I don't think that that was an idea that I ever uh, comprehended before that time. So I was about a freshman in high school when he was talking about how so many times in life you can just place limitations on yourself. And, mm-hmm. and like you, sometimes you have that cowardly voice in your head telling you you can't do things or um, stuff along those lines and – um, so that was that was sort of an awakening moment for me in high school, and so so just uh, things like that, uh, I think. So coming into K State, being sure that I could give people that same opportunity and understanding of that you can improve along the way, and um, you know develop a growth mindset, I think um, de- has definitely led me into um, being an education major, and and uh, you know again trying to give back in any way I can as a student. Mm-hmm. Cool. So what made you want to come to K-State? Yeah, actually, I, I grew up wearing another school, school's colors that I'm yeah, not going to mention. Yeah, which one? You really want to know? Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> I actually, I, I, I just out of... I can't say it. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to say it. It's, it's too... too I, I, I can't anymore. But uh, yeah, definitely, they, they're not too far away from us. But uh, mm-hmm. um, I, yeah, I never had really anybody in my family that went to K-State, uh, maybe a few aunts and uncles here and there. But uh, my parents both graduated from Pittsburgh State University in Emporia State. And uh, so, uh, yeah, K-State was really never on my radar until... Until I was in high school, and I was uh, in in the National FFA organization. Of course, they do everything on the state level here in Manhattan for the most part. Um, and so those were coming with my um, ag my agricultural education teachers and uh, on on events that were held on the Manhattan campus um, for FFA. Really, um, it, it showed me the passion and the love that my teachers had for their college experience. Because again, K State is the only. Um, agricultural education program, I believe, in our state. Um, and so most ag teachers come out of out of K-State. And so they really, um, I just remember getting showed around Manhattan, all the, you know, Varsity Donuts, uh, mm-hmm. the Kanza, uh, little things here and there that over time built up. And I, I really couldn't imagine myself going anywhere else. And again, there were quite a few students from my high school that attended K-State. Not a lot, but uh, there were a few that l- loved their experience here 
Um, and as again, over time, as I started spending more time on campus, I became more comfortable and began to see why students loved their experience here. And it's just uh, because it is a it it's a smaller community atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't know if that's just the way campus is laid out or I, I think it has a lot more to do with uh, the people around here. And, mm-hmm. and uh, that's a big responsibility for everyone. But but anyways, yeah, over time, K-State became the only place the only place I applied to. And um, yeah, couldn't couldn't uh, have it any other way. Cool. So when you got here, how did you get involved with like student government, alumni association, all that? Yeah, my, my uh, freshman year, um, so, so one of my cousins actually, um, is the chief of staff right now, Sadie Poulsen. She's, oh, really? she's the, um, chief of staff under president Penny. But, uh, anyway, so she, she sort of was pushing me. She's like, tell you should get involved here. You mm-hmm. know, here's the SGA intern program. Definitely take a look at it. I think you'd enjoy it. And, and uh, at that time, the SGA intern program was, um, a selective process. So, um, you you applied and had to go through an interview process. Now now you it's it's much more um, applicable to students that just want to learn more about SGA. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, uh, but at that at that time, it was a selective process, and um, definitely went through through the application process. And uh, that was my first real experience in SGA and getting involved. Uh, and then. A fraternity brother of mine, I guess. So one of my one of my the highlights of my experience at K State has been being a student ambassador with with the alumni association, um, serving last year. Uh, and one of my fraternity brothers now, who's who's been graduated for at least at least three years now, mm-hmm. but um, um, I remember he came and and gave an invitation at at uh, the state FFA convention. And, I just, mm-hmm. and he talked about his experience as student ambassador and he himself was involved in FFA and um, that was Nathan Loudon. Um, but so I, I remember having like understanding what the student ambassador role was. And, and again, so I, my sophomore year, I, I saw the opportunity to apply and, and uh, took advantage of that and really, I mean, had the experience of a lifetime just being able to connect with alumni and prospective students around the state. So those are, those are little snippets about how I sort of, or what guided me towards getting involved on campus. Mm-hmm. So you're in elementary? Secondary. Or, or secondary. Ed- education? Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have any minors? I don't. Okay. Just wondering. Um, yeah. So yeah, I guess a little bit about that too. I I, I came into, into K-State thinking very hard about law school. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm still thinking about it. But uh, I mean, at the end of the day, it's what, you know, again, what ways can I can I advocate for opportunity for people? Because again, I I come from a rural background. My community is largely impoverished. Um, what ways can I advocate for people who you know can have a better experience than I did? Even mm-hmm. though I think I had a fantastic experience with people uh, leading me along the way. But um, yeah, uh, when I was in when I was in high school, I, I was selected as one of two students for the United States Senate Youth Program, which is a program that's been going on since 1972, I think, the Senate passed a resolution. Um, so every every year there's a week in Washington, D.C. that the Senate pr- uh, puts on for two students from each state to go to. And so you have to go through a selective process again from, I believe it's the State Department of Education in each state. And so it's just, you have to I know there's a test you can take. I took a test mm-hmm. uh, for just about U.S. government, history, uh, the legislative process, 
Um, and now, now I think there's uh, quite a quite a bit more um, interviews in the process. But, but anyway, so I, I, I guess I've I've been interested in policy for quite a quite a while as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I did know, especially in my freshman year, that education was the way to go, given my background and circumstances. And um, I, I really I've enjoyed learning. Again, education is a lot of psychology, and how do you how do you learn? Uh, and talk to people and and, and uh, lead people by example. So, mm-hmm. what made you want to run for student body president, and why do you think you are the best person for this role? Yeah. Um, so, I guess I was actually uh, I was actually urged by quite a few students who who I've gotten to know in student government over the last few years, um, also a, a university administrator. Um, and I had never really thought about it because, I mean, I've kind of, I feel like I've, I've done a lot to help the university and, and that, that was kind of my goal from the get-go. And, um, but yeah, over time, I, I thought more and more about um, the opportunities you, you have to work with faculty and administrators at a new level as um, student body president. And so um, definitely the more I thought about it, the more um, good I thought I could do. So, um, I think, I think just given my circumstances and background, um, my, my ability to, to work with people, um, could really play, play off well in, in the role. Um, I, again, like I've, I think I've just, I've tried to do my best during my time on campus, um, getting out of my comfort zone, meeting people, um, and, and building those relationships with students. And I think, um, if we can do that as uh, as a president and vice presidential pair, me and Lane, um, I think that uh, we could definitely improve uh, a lot of things at the university level. Okay, yeah. Um, so I want to go through go through your uh, your three main policies. What you're talking about. Um, mm-hmm. So we have success, sustainability, and service. And under success, I want to start with this. Uh, I was reading about on one of the articles on the Collegian about these like adulting curriculums. Yeah. At other schools. What in the world is that? So, so there's actually we we have um, we've done some research that there are a few uh, classes right now in, in various programs that sort of shift gears from your say standard, um, I guess your standard curriculum. So, mm-hmm. so I think a lot of times you'll think of, especially even when you look at the case data. So that's that's one of our main programs of areas is right. How can we revise the case data? And so we've we've tried we've reached out to. Um, a few administrators within student life and and various places of campus to get feedback because um, it, it has been a topic of discussion uh, for at least a few years uh, now is how can we revise it because maybe we're not meeting the needs of students where they're at right now and so yeah you do you look at um, universities like Yale and Harvard and and they are modifying their curriculum to uh, meet the needs so yeah th- this adulting hmm. idea whether that's financial planning and budgeting. Um, later on that's not so much geared towards um, your cu- curriculum as a business administration major uh, or a finance a finance or accounting major but is more applicable to yourself and organizing yourself whether that's personal or in a relationship uh, um, you also see some classes engaged in in maybe um, like, I don't want to drift too far into marriage, but relationships, hmm. um, and uh, but understanding that that universities are moving into a new new era, and how can we create curriculum and modify classes 
um, that better meet our, where we're at culturally. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if anything, if we could start that conversation and, uh, and even get feedback from students, I think um, that'd be a great place to start. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, yeah. What do you mean by sustainability? Sustainability. Yeah. 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 So, um, Lane and I came together and as we're formulating this, this is a, a major issue that, that, uh, Lane's definitely, um, I, I guess much more knowledgeable on than I am. So mm-hmm. he, so that's his role in SGA right now is, is the sustainability director. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he leads the Green Action Fund Committee and works with Bill Spiegel with K-State Recycling um, and several other administrators, again, in that, in that area of, of um, uh, minimizing our impact on the environment and, and around. Um, and there, there, that can look differently in a lot of ways. It doesn't always have to be, um, say, by, by instituting a certain policy or, or allocating money to a certain cause. Mm-hmm. Um, but education is a huge resource. And, and I think statistically, as you look I mean, we're, I think we're definitely improving from where we're at in terms of our environmental impact mm-hmm. collectively. Um, and so, again, yeah, just working together to um, be knowledgeable and aware of, of certain environmental um, impacts that we can have uh, with each other just so that we can um, make a better future for everybody else, I guess. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, definitely uh, we knew that that was a, a platform that we wanted to, wanted to implement and at least, again, just work towards because it's that idea of, of how can we create the most opportunity for people in the future and, and, and currently. Mm-hmm. Um, and what do you mean by service? Yeah, service. So, so I love this platform. We, you know, it, it's an honest, it's, it's a very honest platform. We tried, we tried very hard when we were developing these to make sure that, that, that each platform was attainable because you don't have to look very far to, to see um, past student body presidents or vice presidents that, that struggled immensely to create change and, 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 and uh, policies that really made a difference because a lot of things sound good, but in reality, they're a lot harder to put into practice. Um, yes. And so, yeah. <laughs> so service was something um, from the very beginning that we really wanted to make sure that that was, that was what our campaign was all about. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people don't know what SGA does or what student government is, Yes, what they do, uh-huh. even, though, even though they have control over, say, the privilege fee, which, mm-hmm. I mean, has a budget of a uh, little over $16 million, yeah. um, which, which is a big impact on students. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so making sure that not, I don't think student government has a transparency problem, but making sure that we, we are connecting with students. Um, that was that was of major importance. So yeah, big uh, snippets from our from our service platform. We'd really like to create a student organization tour through the semester mm-hmm. where we get to update students on what we're doing and working on for them, and but also get feedback from them and to learn from them mm-hmm. because in those student organizations and backgrounds, that's where you understand people and get to learn from their experiences as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, so that all kind of fosters that sense of service and engagement. Uh, and then other than that, um, the student resilience project is something that, uh, I think could really be like our, our magnum opus, so to speak. Um, if we could ever really create something meaningful, um, during, during our term. And so, uh, what is that? Yeah. So Florida state university, we were doing, we were sort of doing some research on, uh, on, on the issue of student well-being and resilience and, mm-hmm. and Florida state university created a re- resilience program. They call it the student resilience, um, 
Student Resilience Project. And I want to say they started probably about two years ago. Um, but um, it's an it's just an online resource that students uh, can go to with with tools that they took from their faculty around the university, um, and, and videos and uh, literature uh, and other entertainment resources online uh, in case you were facing um, issues related to trauma or or coping with stress and anxiety and uh, any other mental health related issues that you might be facing as a student. Um, and especially, I think that's, that's, again, sort of a cultural problem um, that we're trying to figure out how to deal with right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, but again, I think, I think we could definitely create something like that, um, uh, bringing to pe- people together in the university uh, in an online platform. I think that's something that's very doable. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I know you said something during the debate. Um, where is this? Yeah. Like you said that K-State is actually behind top universities in the regard in regards to mental health um, what did what exactly did you mean by that and what ways do you think the school can improve yeah so again I think I think working together towards something like a student resilience project is, is just something that mm-hmm. we that's attainable and, and realistic that we could do um, I think again yeah maybe looking at things holistically were we may be behind just be, and that's again doing research you get to see everything that universities are doing. Mm-hmm. So you don't always get to see what K-State's doing. Um, but uh, talking with the deans and student life and other university administrators, you know that that uh, we, we, are, we are doing a lot of things in a university um, for students. And, and uh, we actually, we met with, with uh, the director of Lafine last week and they've mm-hmm. got just an enormous amount of resources. Jim. Yeah, Jim, Jim thank yeah. you. He was, he was a guest down here last semester. Yeah, I mean, yeah. oh, what a terrific guy. And mm-hmm. and so he actually, it, that was an awesome opportunity because they're doing a lot of work um, on the same issues. And so, um, yeah, coming coming into, um, hopefully hopefully coming into a, a, a term with Lane, we can work together um, with with people like Jim and, and with, deans of the, with the deans of the student life to um, create something really meaningful um, and, and, and I'm not going to pretend to have all the answers because I don't, but mm-hmm. making sure that we can work together, I think, would be, um, again, yeah, would, would be the step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is no one, one like big, like one solution for mental health issues. Yeah. Because it's different for every person. Yeah. Right. So, okay. Um, what is, uh, when you are faced with like a situation that you really have never experienced anything like it before, that's like, a brand new type of problem. What, like, how do you go about that? Like, how do you, how do you react and how do you go about that? I mean, definitely just, I'm not the kind of guy that's ever going to fake something. So mm. under, understanding that if I, yeah, if I have no idea how to, how to respond to something or, or know what direction to take, just being honest. And, uh, mm-hmm. and I think that's, I, I can't imagine a better, a better way to go about that. But, uh, yeah, definitely. I think, yeah, one of my strengths, one of my faults is just um, I'm, I'm definitely a listener first as mm-hmm. well. So, so um, I, I it take I'm definitely I'll definitely take a seat back and understand what what's going on first. Mm-hmm. Um, but coming together again with with everybody once we once we get to hear from each other and share ideas, um, I, I think that's that's when I'm much better able to respond to things is having all the information and mm-hmm. um, and taking time to really sit sit some time aside to think about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Um, let's see here. What is that? So you talked about like some of your experiences in SGA and working with the Alumni Association and like back in back in high school. Mm-hmm. What are like how have a lot of these experiences like really like helped you into to like be a person who you think would be a good fit in the student body president position? Yeah. Again, I think it comes down to just relationship building and and learning how to connect with people. Um, and like what, like we talked about our service platform, that's really our goal is just learning uh, or being able to connect with students or alumni or uh, faculty and staff of the university. Um, and so if you can do anything, that's that's our primary goal, I think. And that's what I've, I've been able to do during my time, uh, especially with the Alumni Association, I mm-hmm. think, um, because there were just so many opportunities to interact with with alumni and students and um so definitely uh in, as as president like that's that's our that, that or that's my personal goal is just to build relationships and make sure that we're creating that sense of service and community um, with student government and students mm-hmm. if there's ever a situation where it seems like the uh, like the principles of community might be being like compromised but you also want to keep in mind free speech mm-hmm. which i know this has been a conversation the past couple of weeks or so um like how would you approach that type of situation? Yeah. Um, so definitely, um, the last thing we want it, on campus and with our with our community is is fear or panic. Um, and so that's when you have to sit down with 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 administrators and students and and really try to understand everybody and each other and, 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 and understand our fears if, if that's something that you're facing. Um, but the last thing I think you want in any situation is division. And unfortunately, that's a lot of what we see today from both sides of, of the political spectrum, mm-hmm. uh, culturally and, and nationally. And, um, and so that's the last thing I think we want. And so if anything, looking for ways to unify together and again like you don't have to be on the left or the right to to come together and and Mm -hmm. and agree on an established um set of principles right yeah um are there any other policies you've been thinking about um in terms of of um potentially um student body president yes yeah um i mean certainly um, just looking for ways that we can have an open dialogue with students if they ever have needs or um, want something implemented. Um, but but definitely definitely a, a big concern of mine, given my experience working at New Student Services and, and and as a part of the recruitment process and with the alumni association, is is how do we stabilize our enrollment? Mm-hmm. Um, because we have been decreasing substantially for years and. Um, and so you've seen you've seen student fees um, go up to accommodate for that decreasing enrollment because you have to continue to recruit teachers and faculty to, to make sure we have the highest educational value. And mm-hmm. um, so definitely uh, working with administrators to um, put in those practices and, and make sure that when we when hopefully we can stabilize our enrollment that we can cut student fees for students. Mm. Um, dang it, what was I going to ask? What a, what do you do in your free time? My free time. Not that you have any, but <laughs> yeah, no, well, what I, do you do? Yeah. I really don't have any anymore, but uh, <laughs> did, I did have quite a, I had, I had some, some uh, good free time last semester. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so total 360 now, but I, I'm a, 
I'm a huge reader, actually. Really? Like, uh, read a lot. Like uh, what? Um, for a long time, it was leadership, self-help books. I think mm-hmm. that was just like the inner teacher in me. I don't know. Yep. But, <laughs> but uh-huh. uh, right now, I'm reading. I'm reading uh, the Lord of the Rings. Nice. So, so I'm like, like midway through the Fellowship of the Ring. I don't know if you've ever read ever read Tolkien. I, yeah, I've never been able to read okay. it. Yeah, yeah. but uh, it's uh, it, it's. I've enjoyed it because I yeah again I, I don't typically read uh, fiction so mm-hmm. uh, it was an interesting uh, point but yeah I I actually I was, I was a TA in cultural anthropology under Dr. Wesh last semester and uh, sort of I don't know for whatever reason I I enjoy studying religions and um, and uh, for a while there I was like studying theology for some reason but not anymore so so I I, I span a, a broad variety of topics but mm-hmm. i do like to read i i try and um exercise quite a bit too just mm-hmm. i think i think that's my way to cope with mental health and, yeah me too actually so very much so yeah maybe I, I mean i don't look like it but i i mean yeah yeah dude i get it um that's interesting you say you don't read uh a lot of fiction yeah why do you think that is i think that is well yeah so i'm the same way for a long time so. it, for a long time i think it was just because I didn't want to. I didn't read for enjoyment. I read to learn or to acquire wow. information. Yeah, you're such a teacher. <laughs> I know. Well, <laughs> yeah, and so, so now I'm like, so yeah. So now I, I actually try the new. I've been trying new things about, uh, yeah, trying to read for fun now. But mm-hmm. I mean, I think I think it is it is kind of fun along the way just to learn. But uh, but they yeah they have to be books that that I want to mm-hmm. want, that I have a great interest in. But what are your favorite spots to hang out in Manhattan? Favorite spots. Well, I've just I've spent so much time on campus the last few weeks. It's mm-hmm. hard to say. Even on Saturday. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um, gosh, I I've I've been spending more and more time in in Blue Stem down Aggieville. So lots of coffee. Mm-hmm. Lots of coffee. Right oh, now. I understand that. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Honestly, yeah. My my free time, I I do try and I don't want. I'm not going to say that the wreck is my favorite place, but. It's one of my favorite places, though. Really, like, I've been yeah. trying rock climbing lately. Really, on the rock wall, yeah. Dude, yeah, I did that for the first time over Christmas break, and it's like, you don't understand it until you do it. Because yeah. you look at it, and you're like, eh, whatever, it's a wall. But then you yeah, do yeah. it, and you're like, wait, the different colors are different routes, <laughs> yeah. huh? And yeah. I have to put my feet on this little like two by two inch square, or one by one inch square. It's like okay, yeah. then you start doing it, and you're like, wow, it's a yeah. whole new world. Yeah, I went on Monday, and I called it stress climbing. So just trying to release some stress, but. Got yeah. you, man. Um, so when you leave, like, let's say you become a student body president and like year goes by and then you're out of that position. Um, what do you want people to like remember about your time in that office? Yeah. Again, definitely that, that, uh, we did, tr- we did foster a service oriented culture within mm-hmm our administration or what we were able to accomplish with students. So whether that looks again, looking like the organization tour meeting with students and connecting with them or, or putting in policies like, like the resilience project or, mm-hmm. um, um, revising the case state any impact we can make, um, to increase that opportunity for students as they go out into the career after case state, I think would uh, be the legacy we want to leave. Mm-hmm. What do you want to do after you graduate? Yeah. So, well, that's what I'm thinking about right now. So if yeah. I do win, uh, uh, and hopefully, hopefully we do, um, I'd, I'd have to postpone my student teaching cause that's the last mm-hmm. semester of my senior year next year. Um, but have no problems with that. 
I think I, I do want to finish off my degree in education. I, mm-hmm. I love my time and experiences in the classroom that I've been able to have. And um, but I have been thinking more and more about about uh, policy decisions and mm-hmm. and maybe law school. So not not Ooh. quite sure right now. But gotcha. Yeah. Alrighty. Um, is there anything else you want to say? Gosh, I think I've I think I've said everything. But uh, mm-hmm. this has been a lot of fun. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on, man. I really, really appreciate it. And uh, next week on Tuesday, Tuesday to Wednesday? Tuesday at noon, polls open till Wednesday at 6 p.m. Alrighty. Thank you so much, and thank you guys for listening. Yeah, thank you.